Hello everyone, and welcome back to Creative Emotions. I'm your host, Alex Lee, and today, well, we had run across a little, uh, a little trouble earlier to, uh, today, so uh, unfortunately we weren't able to record in our studio uh, like we usually do. However, we decided to uh, make do's and what we could do. So, on this podcast, we recorded outside at a, at a plaza area where there's a lot of background um, background noise and so on. But what's really nice is that we were able to get most of the auto intact and you could hear our voices more clearly than the background noise happening um, that's happening on the show. So, without further ado, today's emotion is on euphoria and this is going to be a lot of stuff that we'll be talking about with euphoria and hopefully you'll get to learn some great stuff from it and have a wonderful time enjoying this podcast hey everyone and welcome back to creative emotions i'm your host alex and um Today we don't have Cedric right at the moment, he uh, had to run some emergency meetings. So it's just going to be me and Jenny Herder right now. Hi everybody! Hey Jenny, <laughs> how are you? I'm good, how are you Alex? Good, how was your week? It was pretty good. Yeah. It was, you know, mostly work and just kind of doing some other stuff, but good. How mm-hmm. was yours? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, a lot, a lot done. I went to... Um, um, to a dance showcase on San Diego yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that was really, really, really fun and really nice. interesting. It How'd was it was uh, honestly it was just a blessing to perform there. Mm-hmm. Like down at, at our urban dance community in San Diego. It was just a really a lot of nice people and the showcase wasn't really a competitive showcase. It was more like a showcase where just doing it for the sake of the culture and the art, which was just really fabulous. That I, sounds I great. It. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, as you guys are hearing, you're probably hearing this weird water fountain in the background. Um, so technically, our plan A, um, recording at a certain area, didn't go so well. So we decided to take it to the outdoors in this plaza right in front of Barnes & Noble in a sushi place. So, Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I yeah. always love the sound of water, so hopefully yeah. it's soothing to you all. Yeah, I hope so as well. And a little bit of uh, background music. Hopefully it's not interfering, or hopefully you guys don't hear it that badly. But yeah, today we're talking about the word euphoric. So, yeah. so um, really euphoric is, some people probably prefer it as a very, um, I don't want to sound inappropriate, but very, very uplifting kind of, kind of, kind of emotion in a way right. where they're just like in this place where it's it's like this this place you reach when you're in meditating and where you're just like in this really right. zen like place well it's an extreme sense of happiness right uh-huh yeah so it's like that that point where you get to okay right uh, yeah it okay. is i think so but yeah we're, we're still exploring this um this emotion as well that's why we're here yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's so true um, but yeah, um, when was uh, the time that you felt most euphoric, Jenny? Well, I think if I think about euphoric, it's, you know, it's that kind of rush of emotions where it comes from, it can be kind of momentary, but it's that, in, like, sense of kind of a, re- 
a relief kind of happiness, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, okay. Uh, and I've heard it talked about kind of before, like, you've had this great sense of achievement and it's right when you achieve that goal or you do, you, whatchamacallit, well, for me, I guess it was climbing a mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> if, that, yeah. If we're being honest, so it's like reaching that actual peak um, but it comes from like a lot of struggle. So I guess the one that I am thinking of that came first to mind was, um, it was many years ago and, uh, my dad and my sister and I actually climbed up Half Dome in Yosemite National Park, oh, which is a beautiful national park. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend it. Support your national parks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, if you look up the pictures, it's pretty much this big kind of, half dome of a mountain mm -hmm. um, out and there's not much around it once you get out there so you know specifically when you're at the top you know it's it's very stark um, and it comes with a climb it came with a climb up the valley first mm -hmm. and then another day trip up the actual peak which oh, okay. is that kind of it sounds kind of crazy now that I think about it but um, it's an almost 45 degree angle up some pretty, oh, just, yes, wow. up a rope ladder um, against rock. That sounds very dangerous. Yeah, it, it. I mean, they have it safe, and you know, you. We were with my dad, and he's a very experienced hiker. Like he's done half dome multiple times, climbed oh, nice. Mount Whitney. Yeah, he's really awesome. Him and his brothers do a lot of that hiking, so I felt very safe in that sense. And you know, plenty of people do it every year, and mm -hmm. we were like kind of we didn't like specifically train for it but like we were ready for it I don't think my dad would have suggested it if me and my sister couldn't actually do it and we did it so that's the great thing yeah um but yeah it is I mean it is quite challenging and it's it can be dangerous if you aren't prepared so mm -hmm. always be prepared and be safe if you're yeah. doing that kind of thing know what you're getting into uh -huh. um and I remember being so scared like like really wanting to do it but even like kind of in the middle like getting kind of scared and like oh I want to turn around mm -hmm. but um you know we finally pushed through thanks to my dad hey. shout out my dad hey um and we made it to the top and just that sense of like one getting actually accomplishing something that's so scary I mm -hmm. think is really for me that's a like a huge sense of euphoria like it's an amazing sense of relief but mm -hmm. also like happiness plus you get to the top of this mountain and you get to these amazing views of this beautiful these like natural wonders is all it can you know the hillside the trees around it like it's just a beautiful like it is kind of a calm like that peaceful feeling just yeah. kind of rushes over you I think mm -hmm. like but it I don't know I feel like euphoric is kind of a it's a complicated emotion there's a lot that goes into it yeah and you know? I, I really like how you explain how you f you would feel euphoric because like it was just re that really huge big accomplishment that you just climbed this really big mountain yeah. this hill and like at the top of that hill you pretty much see everything that it offers yeah you know you get to see the whole entire park like did you see anything further than the park or you just saw like the whole i don't know i as far as i know it's a pretty big park so i don't know exactly i don't it, like i said it was a long time ago so i also don't remember the specific details but yeah. you know it's pretty much wild nature as far as you can see that's really beautiful it's, i mean it's 
amazing. Mm -hmm. I really love seeing, you know, green. Same. You know. Same. Like almost every um, almost every morning uh, when I go practice to do my dance routines and everything like that, there's something called Na uh, Craig's National Park. Oh yeah, that park is beautiful. Yeah, like it's just really green, really luscious, and, mm -hmm. and like I always go to like where the bench areas are mm -hmm. and just you know kind of relax and you know practice and do my dance routine over there. So yeah. I just think it's just really beautiful to see like nature at its most uh, natural habitat. Yeah, so. there's something just very special about being outside and being like really in that, like in nature, you know, like yeah. especially after like, you know, you kind of have to not, yeah, you really have to figure out how to work with the elements to like get to what you're going to, you know, like when you're climbing a mountain kind of thing, like you know, the mountain doesn't move for you. You have yeah. to move for the mountain. <laughs> the mountain like, doesn't move for you. That's it a doesn't. good one. Yeah, and the like, mountain moves for nobody. It doesn't. I mean, <laughs> I feel like you can move mountains in your mind, like with your mindset. But in this case, this was a physical mountain that we wanted to get to the top of, and it wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. That's, a, that's really important for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say, but yeah. I was going to say, have, have you felt any kind of sense of euphoria in your life? Um, yeah, I have. Um, it was actually kind of different from how you experienced it, Jenny. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't climbing mountains, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I did climb this mountain one time, but we'll save that for another story. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, the way that I felt euphoric, mm -hmm. um, I feel like euphoric means to me is like this giant rush of dopamine going mm. into your brain. Yeah. You know, when you, when you achieve something, when you reach a certain task that took a really long time to, to get to, to finish, yeah. it just... just explodes like going going all into your bloodstream into your brain cells and stuff like that yeah. that's that's what i feel you fear uh euphoric means to me yeah there's and a certain sense of struggle behind it right definitely and literally the time that i experienced euphoric was when i used to work in my um when i used to in a, a, a marketing job for um my, my um Helping with uh, uh, nonprofits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Like, I, I probably mentioned it uh, a couple times or something yeah. like that. Uh, but the interesting thing about it was that uh, my role was to raise donations for for the charities, whatever oh, charities that I, I, I um, that I represented, which yeah. is like you know, like I said before, Child Fund, SOS Children's Villages, mm -hmm. or WWF World Wildlife Federation, right. those kind of things. Now the interesting thing about it was that the way that we would do these, and there's a train in the background because we're we're at a we're at a you know plaza. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the way that um, the way that we would get donations is by asking people to sponsor a child, you know, a dollar a day for as long as they can, you know, which is thirty dollars a month, like I right, said right, right. in my other podcast. But it, but definitely, there's no way that I was able to get, you know, thirty a day, you know. Mm -hmm. So the thing is that it's it's direct contact with the with the people, mm. and literally we had to sell an emotion. You know, we didn't. Right. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because the thing is that we're not selling a product. Right. We're not selling a a a service or whatnot. Right. We're asking people to give something. Yeah. And the only way that we 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 are able to you know get this donation started is like selling them the feeling like hey these kids need help. Yeah. And you know that that we that we need people who are capable of you know being able to donate something so little for the cause that actually means three or ten times more to a community 
um, outside of our country, whether it be in Africa or whether it be in, you know, Mexico or anything like that. Because, you know, a dollar here in America means a hundred bucks in Mexico or like a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars in Africa or anything like that, which is crazy enough just to see that a piece of paper from America that we think is not as much as we think it is versus them having already a lifestyle over yeah there. can do a lot definitely and when that's really hard though it is to it's sell super... that. especially because it's like not tangible like you can't really go like see the kids that you're helping exactly so, you know yeah. like we would only have a piece of paper saying the description of the child and mm-hmm. what situation he's in you know like we have a little boy named pablo um our, he had a little head oh i remember cute. that yeah <laughs> i think it was uh from algeria or something okay. like that um or something like that i don't know uh, but, but it was like a, a Hispanic country. I'm not quite sure if Algeria is one, but... No, that's yeah. Africa. But uh, oh, okay. Maybe Argentina? Argentina. Maybe I was thinking Argentina. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, like, his, his, his pretty much his story is that, like, he wanted... He was a, he was a seven-year-old. He wanted to be a doctor. Oh, wow. You know, and uh, his family works, you know, only able to make $20, $30 a month just to yeah. survive. And, like, that's why they put him at, in a part of the sponsorship program, like Child Fund International, you know, just to help funds for that way he can have a better lifestyle to take care of the child, yeah. to pursue what he wants to do, you know, while in elementary school and anything like that. I don't know, but, like, hey, maybe his career path will change, you yeah, know, being a course. doctor for a seven-year-old, wow, that's, that's, that's intense, but, hey, if you got guts for it, I was going to say, go that's some it. lofty goals. Yeah. More power to you. And, like, and, you know, back to the whole selling part of it, uh, whenever I would get that, you know, get that sale, whenever I would get that sponsorship, like, you know, I would get that big old rush immediately. Right. You know, yeah. once they say, I accept on the tablet, mm-hmm. or, and they sign their name, and they put in, you know, their credit card, once they do that, and once I get my verification code from uh, customer service, just yeah. to verify, like, hey, I did talk to this person, and click accept. That's where that's where the rush is. Wow. You know, like just it just and then it made me so happy, it made me so fulfilled because like I just saved a child's life. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And when I saved this child's life, it just gave me so much more energy, so much more happiness that mm-hmm. I just wanted more of it. Right. You know, I would just keep pushing for people, just getting, you know, a numbers game and everything like that. Just saying, you know, help this child, help help save the world and that kind of thing. Yeah. Which was the most beautiful thing about it that I was actually um, using sales as a good form of way rather than using sales as a very very greedy sort of way right so like that's what made me kind of stick with the organization that I was with for for at least a year because yeah. I was able to get the uh, sales skills from it mm-hmm. but also at the same time like I felt purpose I felt fulfillment from it and you know having that rush of dopamine every every time I got a you know I got a sale I got a sponsorship really helped and look yeah. who's here hey look hey, who's, who's here right, I sir i made it i didn't want to intrude oh, yes, yes it is hot i'm in the hot seat yes you I are in the hot seat, seat. It's literally very hot in this seat you, also, you're gonna get scolded from me later just let okay me well know. okay so i brought um 
wrap high. Ooh. Oh, okay. So I hope that Everything's forgiven. <laughs> I, I don't know, but oh, man. Uh, awkwardness though. Uh, I didn't bring a fork, so that's like an irony. Yeah, well, I mean, pie is my kryptonite, so you're you're lucky. Yay! <laughs> Cedric saved by pie. Oh, oh my he's, he's doing the running man right I'm now. If so you guys can, man, you life know. is saved by pie. Yeah. So again, I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. I'm I'm glad that I made it. Uh huh. Um, Yes. But uh, yeah, I mean, whatever you guys were talking about, go ahead, and I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully I can still chime in and whatever. I hope I'm not completely shunned from this group. Now. No, <laughs> no. All right. For for okay, well, not for me. I don't know about Alex. I well, can't speak for Alex. That's what the pie is for. <laughs> well, we'll have a an executive talk oh. later. Uh -oh. Oh. Executive oh. meeting. Oh. Executive oh. meeting, Cedric. Oh. God. Oh, oh. yo. <laughs> Swim um, bullets now. Yeah, but yeah, I just uh, I just finished talking about like with my the whole child sponsorship program about how like I got a rush of dopamine from um, you know help you know selling sponsorships for, right, for right, people right. for those kids in that sort of scenario. Right. Now, um, but yeah, that's that's literally what uh, what I feel what euphoric mm -hmm. euphoria means to me. It, it could go. What's the interesting thing about this? In, uh, Emotion. <laughs> the interesting thing about this emotion is like it can go both ways. It could be a good thing, but it also can be like in a form of an addiction. Yeah. But right. I, and I, I definitely, I definitely um, agree with that. I don't know what else has exactly been said, but uh, I, you know, like I, I completely agree with this idea of like euphoria and um, addiction, because it's just like I think that's the thing that we we don't really realize that's something that we're really chasing, like, um, and we're just. We really want that utter sense of like what I feel like when I think about euphoria is like accomplishment and yeah. like satisfaction and uh, the idea of acknowledgement at times. Mm -hmm. We don't realize how much euphoria is given to us mm -hmm. as opposed to like just felt by ourselves, by our own things. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, oh, like you realize that. And then it kind of like, and then you kind of chase after it and then you do or make decisions that in the short term, right seemed like an okay sense but you're kind of like led astray mm -hmm. and then suddenly you're just like in a place that you don't want to be and you really don't know how to be and like uh euphoric in that place anymore yeah. it's like a dead end i guess yeah I, well, I, think, I think we can forget like how often that sort of like valid external validation comes mm -hmm. and it like alex kind of said yeah. it's that hit of dopamine yeah where you get it and you just want more of it you know it's like oh yes i get praised for this that's great so mm -hmm. use your outdoor voice we're outside guys i don't have <laughs> it i don't have an outdoor voice i'm sorry scream into this thing yeah i already yeah. feel like i'm talking very loudly <laughs> oh okay well, well we'll see right yeah, we we'll will see. see we will see sounds like a church mouse dying in here <laughs> but, but yeah uh, i continue. can't help it no um but I think you can kind of get, without really thinking about it, you can get um, pretty easily addicted to that. Like, instead of really, like, acknowledging the hard work that got you to that point of euphoria, you just get addicted to that hit. So you want to do all that you can to, like, just keep repeating that sense of euphoria, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. that's kind of like you were saying with the sales. Like, the more you got, the more you wanted to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's kind of where, like... You know, climbing mountains, that's where, like, adrenaline junkies kind of come in. They're always looking for the next kind of big adventure, something to do to get that rush sort of sense. So mm -hmm, I think that's where it can get kind of dangerous if you, like, don't keep it in check. You right. know, because mm -hmm. then you just, like, 
then you're not really satisfied with anything that you're doing. You're always looking to the next thing and the next thing, and you just, like, have to keep taking bigger risks or... Or you can just kind of get stuck doing the same thing you're always doing because you get praised for that. So, mm-hmm. and, but is that really what you want to be doing? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's a good idea to constantly be chasing um, that that rush of dopamine if it doesn't really mean me give a give a purpose per se. Mm-hmm. You know, if it doesn't really like acquire like your dreams, your passion, your goals that that you want to see in the in the long run mm-hmm. you're just only chasing it just to get a hit of it just to get a, a rush of it yeah then it just it just feels meaningless at in the end of it it's always to the, the sense of scenario where like uh we've we've kind of we've kind of talked about this we kind of like been around the scenario as well especially with our dance team it's it's really about enjoying the moment that we're currently at yeah being very present Exactly. Right. And I think that's like a... And I feel like euphoria, right? Like, it can be sustainable. Yeah. But it has to be with a conscious effort about what you're really doing. Yeah. And, like, really examining why it is that you're doing the things. Like, again, I mean, you never found, like, an intrinsic joy in the sales, like, you know, uh, practice. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, but you... But you liked it because of the result. It was like a very result-oriented euphoria mm-hmm. and conditional set of euphoria. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, I think some of us feel a sense of euphoria when, um, from the work we just do, just the work itself. Mm-hmm. is yeah. like, Whether it goes bad or goes well, like, whether or not you're late uh, <laughs> to a podcast, you know, whatever it may be. Right? Like, I find, like, a, a constant sense of euphoria no matter, just by talking and yeah. you know discussing like all of the emotions and all the things that I'm feeling uh, depending on like whatever topic we're talking about uh, and it's not result oriented it's not like oh man like you know it is with, like it, this didn't pan out or you know like oh crap like whatever it may be it's oh like, we didn't get that many listeners yeah, like. well, yeah something like that you know like <laughs> I just I try not to like I try to now like find happiness and euphoria in the work that I do as opposed to the results that I may gain and stuff like that advancement. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I there's nothing to be said like oh okay like cuz I don't want just to have work and just that's the only thing that makes me happy. I do like the idea of, you know, like you know, all my work being sort of validated or yielding something mm-hmm. and then feeling that sense of accomplishment because I do really believe like a euphoria like like is like the amount of euphoria you may feel uh, is also like just like um, directly connected to how much struggle it took to get to that mm. particular place mm-hmm. right and I think we can all kind of feel that especially in like our dancing like I, for me I practice like so so hard yeah. uh, and for that one moment and when I do well in that moment or I do what I was supposed to do yeah mm. right like and you finally present it you go in there like there's this deep sense of relief of satisfaction like ooh like I did it and like and then yeah, it washes over me, and I like it. But and then I realize, man, like, and then what? What next, right? Like how to? And then it's kind of like in this degree, and I feel at times it's a little bit too temporary for my own, like, um, for my own feeling. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that's how it's designed. Maybe that's how it should be. But alternately, like, I also just feel like I really love to dance. Like I love just the feeling of dancing, how I feel about that stuff. And I didn't realize at times, you know, like how result oriented I used to be about my dance. Yeah. And now I'm shifting that to being like very like the the work, you mm-hmm. know, like um, trying to find euphoria, trying to find happiness, and just doing the work regardless of wherever it may lead or go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but yeah, well, I'm gonna actually throw this curveball at Cedric because you know, 
Um, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. So, what do you think? When was the time you think that Euphoria was was a was a dangerous place to be for you? Oh yeah. Um. Okay. If I had to say like a dangerous place for me, well, Euphoria. Um. I think it's curvy. It's definitely curvy. Yeah. And also, there's a train coming, everybody. Again. Again. Okay. Yeah. Like okay. that. Uh, but um, euphoria being like a dangerous place for me to kind of be in. Oh, okay. So it was. So I was working as like a in this place called um, as like a tutor and like kind of like academic advisor. It was a very minimum wage job. Oh, what? Oh, that sucks. Uh, but, I mean, it was There's not... nothing wrong with me. See, here's well, the thing. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing about that, right? <laughs> so, like, um, I'm being paid, like, I think, like, 10 maybe $12 an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, and I'm barely getting that many hours. But none of that mattered to me because what I really loved was the work. Like, I really loved being around those kids. And... I would be like, oh, this is really good. And I became, like, sort of, like... I, like, I ascended up to, like, the highest rank you could be in that job. Mm, like, yeah. like a lead tutor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, okay, this is cool. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm paid, like, 12 bucks an hour. But then that's the thing. Like, it got into my head, this idea of, like, well, I want... I was scared to walk away from that feeling of euphoria to try to endeavor for something new. So mm. I was in that job. I would always have like this, like like I liked the job, but then when I walked away from it a little bit, I'd be like, should I be doing more? Like, how do I exemplify my like, I guess my higher sense of self? Mm-hmm. And I would feel like, oh, but I, I really don't want to let these kids down, or really like it never seemed like the right time. And also, I just seem like I'm really being impactful to these kids. Like, these kids are real. What I'm trying to go for is in this theoretical. Mm. And when I'm competing against those visions, I was just very much like, I was afraid. Like, I was afraid to venture out because this one thing that did make me happy, what if it's not what I think it is when I try to become, like, a teacher Mm. or when I become, like, all of those things? And I think we all kind of, like, and that's for me when Euphoria put me in a very dangerous place because it kept me in, like, a station that I did not want to like necessarily be in. And so it was just like, like this is nice, but it's not everything. It's not exactly what I wanted. And then I was thinking to myself, and this is like important, right? Like it makes you happy, it gives you euphoria, but is it is it perfect and or should you should you strive for a higher form of perfection, a higher form of euphoria? Like, can there be something more? And it's like what if I can or cannot do it? You know, mm-hmm. like the doubt is part of the struggle. Yeah. You know, the mentalities, like that's part of the hard work. Like everyone just thinks like, okay, here are the steps. And sometimes the hard work is just not knowing how to start mm-hmm. and like figuring out what your steps are going to be to get there. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then I would be like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, freak exactly. out. And then it was like, yeah, and this is something that was ha- making me happy. And I was like, I was making ends meet, right? But I was like, could I be happier? And eventually, like, I had to just take that step. I just, you know, as it built over time, like, it just, mm-hmm. it's just in me to, to just think, like, I, I got to do it. Like, I have to know. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in doing so, right, like, I, I, I think, like, I really miss that job. I'll be honest. Like, I love those kids. <laughs> I thought I was doing meaningful work. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to kind of, like, you know, like, yeah, like, 
get into a higher station of life like that mattered to me a lot and mm-hmm. I needed to know I need to experience what that would be like and you know where I'm going so I would think yeah that's like a part where I was like oh this is like a very real like I really like it man I think about it from time to time like oh this is like this is like the dream if I could get paid more <laughs> but, or like if it wasn't like you know all these other factors but I was just like I have to figure that out in my life like what else is there for me what else makes me really really happy what else is going to give me that higher state of euphoria or just like you know but yeah I remember with that form of euphoria I was like well I could stay here and I could just not if I don't think about it I could stay here for a while yeah. and I was like oh and this is and that's when it was like dangerous it was like like I was not living like my fullest life and because it was just like you know there's something else something easier and I was like mm. it's like it, it, it deeply reflects on you like it's like are you the type of person that really is going to pursue their dreams or are they going to pursue dreams that are just you know equitable or just like oh just like oh, this, this is okay this, this is, is enough this right? is good. like yeah. are you going to settle and it's like there's nothing wrong with that I don't believe like I believe no. sometimes mm-hmm. you're realizing things about yourself mm-hmm. like the truth about yourself but it is, yeah. oh, go ahead no go ahead, go ahead yeah, yeah, I was just going to say it's interesting like listening to you talk about it because it kind of sounds like you had that initial euphoria mm-hmm. and then you just sort of hung on to it and mm-hmm. it like kind of brought you to a place of complacency. That's why I always, you know? that's, that's oh, what I'm yeah, saying. That's why it takes right. you to a place that you may not want to be yeah, or yeah, that yeah. you're not feeling really good. And then it's like, and then I think it's just like, it, it's like crowds it. It's like, it's hard doing that self-reflection though, yeah. because it's like, do I really want this or am I just like bored and or like, like looking or, for something else? Right. Cause it, cause there's that other point too. Is it like, are you, are you just looking for that next hit of euphoria? Like, oh gosh, mm. am I like, is this so really good and I really like it? And I'm just looking for the next thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. It kind of messes with your head. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny about yeah. that? Like, when I now reflect on it even more, mm-hmm. I will admit, and this is something that's probably contingent on a lot of people. Sometimes people do jobs that they don't necessarily think are great for them. Uh-huh. Not just because of the like, oh, just because like I need the money. Sometimes it's just like when you're around the right type of people. Yeah. Like you stay in a place that you maybe don't want to be in because it's like I really not necessarily enjoy this job. Right. Or, you know, how the systems function. But the people that I'm around make this enjoyable. Like, you know, the friendships that I have, right. the relationships, like the euphoric sense of like camaraderie. Yeah. Like it's like, oh God. And then you end up in a place that's like, oh, okay. And so I will admit, like, when I look back at that job, like, there was a lot of management changes <laughs> that oh, had man. occurred. Yeah. And, like, a lot of director changes. And I'm like, oh, I guess this is not my family no more. So I'm going to oh, I'm gonna move tough. on. And yeah. I was like, and I think about, like, if that didn't change, I'd be like, would I still be here? Or, like, and I don't think I would, but it'd be, I think I would have stayed a little bit longer than maybe mm-hmm. I should have. Mm-hmm. Or uh, maybe I, that I did. Definitely. So, yeah. yeah. Now, like, what, what's really interesting is that uh, I, what, I really liked how you were just in your explore, explorative state. Like, you didn't really kind of went for teaching as a career, per se. Mm-hmm. You just did it just because you loved doing it for mm-hmm. the time being. Now, the interesting thing about it was that, like, last night, like, I um, I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram post or my IGTV uh, mm-hmm. video. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I just did this random video at 12... 12.35 a.m. in the morning last night because I just couldn't sleep. And the interesting thing about it was, like, I was thinking about, you know, my five five ways of how, like, passion can create from... And the interesting thing about your, your part, Cedric, is that you didn't really um, 
pursue a career in teaching per se because mm -hmm. like you just only did it for because you really enjoyed it mm -hmm. and what happened to that was that it became a habit mm. it became a good form of habit for you to constantly go to go to tutoring sessions because mm -hmm. it made you feel good right and in that sort of session I feel like like I feel like passion can be cultivated in many forms of ways but usually it just happens because you just love enjoying doing something and it becomes a habit in the first oh, place yeah. and yeah. then you find fulfillment in it you find a purpose of it right. then you make goals of it and then you make it important in that sort right. of scenario and I, d I definitely do agree I definitely feel like like the idea of the like your calling mm. is something that's like a very like yeah whimsical and stuff and I, and I I remember when I was applying for the teaching credential program they had to get like a personal statement and I remember like I wrote at the end of it it's like I in all regards to everything else like the why I feel like I'm a good candidate for like being a teacher mm -hmm. is because I truly believe like this is my calling like mm -hmm. the kind of conviction mm -hmm. I wanted to show that like yeah like regardless if I stumble or if I fail like I, I, I don't there's gonna be a way I'm gonna figure this out whether it's with you or without you yeah. like you know um, you know and it's just like that idea of like I, I really realized that in myself through the experiences that I had and it became like yeah like this is the fit right and like I feel good doing it and that and that's when I started to realize feeling good doing something regardless of whatever happens like the, the, the negative or the minus is like okay that's what we have to like um, that's what I feel like is a high a better aim than most things right like sometimes we like some of us can write right can just sit and struggle and like you know like fight 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 uh, until they get the result oriented they can be that patient they mm -hmm. can be that like sad or like upset and it's just like and then they and then they if, if, if it yields a goal they're like I'm fine with that that's okay mm -hmm. um, and, but some of us like for myself it's just like very much like I, I would always be filled with doubt or like whatever it may be and I just can't and I just have to I had to realize like this is not making me happy and it doesn't feel right so I have to move on and stuff like that yeah. and mm -hmm. so there's to be said about those both approaches but yeah like it was very much like with dance same thing like like I would experience it and then uh, I would like really like it then I would create it into a habit and then from that habit became my passion and then suddenly I wanted to pursue more and more and more uh, and then this is like really important um, I started to realize like I was like I was letting it carry me away in certain ways and I was forgetting why I and this is important for any passion to be really cultivated you have to kind of step back and remember why you're doing what you're doing mm. yeah like I think a lot of times it's like I hear this a lot in, in like both communities like you need to grow like you need to grow like you know like you need to put yourself out there you need to get outside your comfort zone and I'm like I yeah, it's like I get that oh for sure like growth is not gonna happen like within maybe the areas that you're in per se but like if you put yourself out there too soon right like you you hurt yourself trying to be something that other people in a sense were kind of telling right. you to be like they're setting the tempo setting the pace and you you just if you can't keep up like it hurts you like it really bothers you and it I was almost allowing this to happen where like my passion my love for dance was starting to die mm. it was starting to feel like am I like should I can I still do this yeah. like da, da, da. like I was questioning all of those things because it's not making me feel that sense of euphoria that I once was doing mm -hmm. and then I realized at a certain point that my confidence was completely shattered mm. yeah like oh I God, was bro. broken and it was like very much taking a step back and realizing like do I really love it like when you're starting to doubt things that you you deeply care for it's a confidence issue yeah and that's like a 
And one of those things is like, I'm not feeling the sense of before and now. And then I have to think, does that matter? Can I feel something different? What do I need to do to get it back if that's what I want? Yeah. And so I just go forward. And now I'm like in a better place, for sure. I had to talk to a lot of people. Uh, I had to talk to myself and figure all that stuff out. But it's just very much, it's like, I think it's like, yeah, like, sometimes I look at people and it's like, you just, got, like, they'll tell you, just you just got to sit in it. You just got to suck. You just got to be bad. And, like, I sometimes I think, man, it's like, you just got to suck. It's like, it's like, it's like, like, I, I understand, like, I think to a degree they're with me and they're not with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, they don't want to go back to that place of feeling, like, shitty, right? But they realize, like, like, you feel shitty. I used to feel shitty, too. Yeah. And it's just like... And then, like, I would just think, for me, it's like, I would always like to know, like, be that person to bridge that gap a little bit easier. Just mm. be like, yeah, I know, like, to sense the, like, really sympathize with someone and realize, as opposed to the nonchalant advices are like, yeah, you just, just got to be patient, man. I'm like, dude, I don't know what that <laughs> no. means. Like, for how long? And it's like, you know, it's like, I'm dealing with the doubts and dealing with the, and it's just like, it's not great. It's not great, but... I would say this, like, if you're chasing, like, dance for the euphoria, you, you really, then you must really be conscious at a certain point to take care of that. Yeah. To take care of yourself while doing those things. Like, let a, don't let people set the pace for you if you feel like you're not ready. Yeah, like, make sure you're going at your own pace. Yeah, and then, but know what that is. Like, take the time to know what that is. Take the time to do the things that you feel you need to do yeah. to what you consider, like, hardworking. Like, I'll be honest, like, there are certain places I just don't go. Cause I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm scared like and I get that, but I need and I know I, I, for me I'm at that point where I'm not here to necessarily super grow. Like I would love to, but I know that I, I put myself in danger, like too much danger. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I know I am. So I have to re like I have to kind of re like put the confidence back in. Then you know put myself in in degrees that make sense to yeah. me. And you know to, that's what you have to realize. It's like just like yeah crowd out the voices yeah they may have some form of wisdom and maybe you want to believe in what they say and it's just like but you can you just have to figure out how you are going to do it yeah it's yeah. also really important to like you never it's hard to hear things sometimes when you're not ready to hear them mm. you know oh, like prepared to hear them yeah, yeah it's definitely. like if you're not ready to like <laughs> hear somebody's not necessarily criticism or anything but just like life advice that people have for you sometimes like you have to kind of be able to filter out what is helpful for you at what time and what's not mm-hmm. you know and I think that's really important especially when chasing like or when pursuing passion um, or changing passion or deciding that you didn't want what's happening right now <laughs> like, Definitely, yeah. you know it's like it's a lot you really have to like break it down and like listen to like what you're saying what your inner voice is hearing exactly i mean like not a lot of people have found their passion yet Mm -hmm. per se especially at a young age um i will eat this pie later okay (laughs) yeah but like the thing the interesting thing is that you know like a lot of people a lot of people like in their 20s um don't know what they really want to do yet and that's what's dangerous about that, because I think a lot of people in their 20s believe they know what they want to do. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and like the situation is, you know, that 
like they feel like they have to get their lives figured out by a certain age. Like I felt that way actually. I felt like I had to get my my stuff together by the age of 30. Like once I have all like my career, my passion, everything ready by the age of 30, that I should be set for life. Right. Reality <laughs> is that's not what's supposed to happen. Oh, thank you so much for saying that cuz I'm 30 <laughs> and I don't have nearly anything figured out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like I'm 31 and the same. But yeah. what's funny about that is like that's true. Like there's mm -hmm. that strong societal narrative of like at certain ages you yeah. got to do this. And I think it sucks cuz I feel like it's really like compounded uh, or really just kind of like spread or disseminated by like older generations cuz like I mean they just like they but then I also think, like, man, there were times where I would imagine, like, yeah, those older generations enforcing, enforcing, right, that kind of, like, uh, that narrative to exist. They are, like, they did extremely unhappy things. Or mm. they, they made a lot, like, a lot of them are, like, a lot of sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And I, I can't tell you enough how confused I am at times. Yeah. Where it's, like... How many times, like, older generations talk about the nobility of sacrifice? Like, I sacrificed so much for blank. Yeah. So much for blank. Uh -huh. For you to have a better future and stuff oh like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. And then, um, but then at the same time, like, they, all, they also say this at the same stint, like, for you to have a better life. Mm -hmm. But I always think it's like, okay, like, well, what does a better life look at? A life without that, those sacrifices, without those choices? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, it's like, and then they, but they have all these stipulations for you, like, hey, like I, I, I sacrificed for you. Why haven't you gotten your life together? Right. Yeah. And stuff like that. And the reality is, it's like, you sacrifice for a better world, and that world is bigger mm -hmm. and like more opportunities, and that must mean that it takes more time to understand what it is that I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you have to realize that, yeah, you have to give yourself that time to explore, and you can't fit your life into that narrative. You can definitely try, and some people have, um, but I feel like as our generation is getting older as more opportunities are just becoming just like available mm -hmm. like it just takes time to realize who you really are mm -hmm. yeah. like, and like and it's just like I feel like it's great like I see so many different types of individuals different types of success different types of roads yeah like the idea of podcasting like individuals <laughs> podcasting what would be like ridiculous 10 years ago it's like oh you don't have the voice for it you're not famous enough yeah. like whatever it is like but now it's like you know just put it out there who cares yeah <laughs> and like you you do it because you like it like, yeah it's all this stuff like you have to do this you have to have this type of job you need to be married like these were the only roads of fulfillment of mm -hmm. euphoria that we had you had to go to college you had to mm -hmm. have a degree exactly like that, that was like the same situation with all my 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 family members it was literally that's the tradition in our family Go to school, get a job, be a doctor, or be an engineer, period. Right. That's my family rule. Like, if you're neither of those, you're dead to me. What? <laughs> what? Why? This is yeah. this is Asian family tradition. Right. You better respect us or we will disown you. I know. <laughs> like, just, it was the weirdest thing. But I yeah. Just, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, right after the break. Yeah. But yeah, like, I feel like when you're at the age of 20, like, it's the best time to explore what you want to do, you know? I feel like... A lot of people around our age just, just really are just aimless about what they're wanting to do instead of, you know, thinking about, hey, I'm just going to try this and see how this goes, right. you know? They don't realize how much time they have in their lives. They're just thinking about, I only have this amount of much time mm -hmm. left because, like, we're living in this age where it's the now. You gotta do this now. You mm -hmm. gotta, you gotta like be be doing la da 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 right, now, right. you know? Like, they don't really, they're, they're just afraid 
that the whole idea of investing yourself for a long-term scenario over years and years and years doesn't exist you know yeah it's like I think that's what are you doing now right yeah. like you know like and it's very much that's a currency or like that like our generation is very much like invested in it's mm-hmm. just like if you're not seize your life now and, I, and like there's of course merit to that but I think there's something to also be said about yeah like when you force like when you create a force narrow window of like okay now that I'm graduated college or now that I'm this age I must be able to do this and this and this like there's something I guess like comforting in creating your list yeah but when it immediately turns sideways right when you fail to reach those goals for whatever reason and who you are and I think it's because like you're being unrealistic you're like you're, you're attaching yourself to like a broad understanding of happiness and what and you're not really understanding your own forms of happiness what really does make you euphoric and yeah. what really makes how you really go about doing that mm-hmm. well, and, oh go ahead sorry I was just thinking there's also those other people that achieve those goals so early in life and then they kind of realize that they weren't necessarily the goals that they wanted no. you know it's yeah. based on I don't know society their parents expectations whatever it is or maybe they're you know you just get you just, to that life and it changes yeah you like, just, you're just not that person anymore. yeah which I feel like a lot of people and I've definitely had this too where it feels like you know you're like having a set path is such a strong like undercurrent of life like yes once I have things figured out it'll be great and then like changing your mind kind of seems like it's a bad thing yeah but it's not like I think it's really important to take whatever time you need to like follow your curiosity experiment like you know your life is your life like make it what you want you Mm -hmm. know you're going like we keep saying you're going at your own pace like it really doesn't matter what you do you know Mm -hmm. like I always thought I wanted was gonna have a career for however long but then I kind of realized like I want to do a bunch of different things like Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to stay doing the same thing for however many years like mm-hmm. I want to build my skills and I want to do lots of different stuff mm-hmm. and I really like I'm just now kind of getting to a place where I'm like happy with that process and like really feeling content with the process of it and trusting it mm-hmm. as opposed to like oh I have to like oh I changed my mind I got to get to this next goal and mm-hmm. um, you know it can feel really it's really scary and can feel really uncertain but I think it's really important and it's a lot more fun to follow your curiosity. Like, oh, I'm interested in this, so I'm going to go take a look. Yeah. Uh, and then what's important to me, and this is, this is something that, like, because what you just said is really important to follow. Like, your curiosities are really what, what's made you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, in my job, like, I ran into, like, a lot of, like, students. And what's funny to me is, like, there's always this discrepancy. Uh, parents uh, will, like, invest them in, like, like what I, like, like art. Like, they'll invest them in it, like piano and, like, like instruments or singing or mm. dance or whatever it is. And, and, like, at the beginnings of their life or whenever. And the kid, like, really loves it. Like, that's, like, the one definitive thing yeah. that the kid really likes. And then what sucks is the bait and switch of it where it's oh, like, yeah. like, oh, no, you can't have dance be your career. You can't have music be your career. That's not it a can, real you know, career, and what, quote unquote. Yeah, it's like what's hilarious about that is like, so you let them be in this for like 10, 15 years to love it, and then you tell them, no, you can't continue to love it after. <laughs> yeah. Like you, like this was all just a giant waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like because you know parents are like, I'm trying to give this kid success, but in a sideways kind of like a ladder. Because like I really want you to be a doctor or a lawyer 
mm-hmm. or you know like a, a professor and I'm like okay then why didn't you just do those things when he was a kid <laughs> like yeah. teach him doctor things or doctor, <laughs> like whatever and it's just like well I can't because he wouldn't be interested and so it's like oh so you decided to trick them into like trying to be like disciplined and all that stuff like the qualities mm-hmm. and I'm air quoting here the qualities of like what you consider like successful or like a doctor or whatever through like art and like passion but they what they don't realize is like they fall in love with that. that's why they are so disciplined with it that's why they care so much about it the euphoria that they do in it like it's just like you know like in the art they're drawing like they're dancing it's just like the love forced them to be a better person to be mm-hmm. disciplined to be successful to do to yield like that like um that integrity and that um persistence all of those things that you see mm-hmm. and then you're like oh you're gonna take out that critical element and then tell them no now you have to figure that out in something else right. it's like that's not an easy transferable skill so i think that's always odd and so like for us like we figure like we explore right through our art and creativity mm-hmm. and i and there's a like sense of euphoria so like my question right is like like with those kids and i think this is an important question for those kids like when you how does euphoria interact with your art and creativity Mm -hmm. Mm. and like how meaningful is that to you in your life Mm. going forward Mm -hmm. so um, that's what I want to say that's what I want to ask like like your like art uh, how does euphoria interact with your art and creativity mm-hmm. right and then like how has that helped you develop you know your life mm-hmm. like your, your your understandings of happiness are you asking me or I'm, asking, asking, I'm asking I'm asking I'm asking every I'm asking the table <laughs> we're asking the I'm ask, world I'm asking the community are you asking I'm, yourself I'm asking train guy you know cause he looks sad train guy does not look fulfilled be nice to the train guy I know be nice to the train guy if you see the train guy be nice to the train yeah. guy <laughs> alright but um did you want to ask this, answer this question, Jenny? Or yeah, want? I guess um, it's kind of hard because, like, thinking about it is, um, I guess, I guess, like, when I think about my creativity, like, it's usually presented itself, like, in visual art. Like, I, I like to draw and I love to paint, and like, there's a certain sense of euphoria, like, finishing a painting. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. and if. I am a perfectionist, like, I'm working through that, but, and hopefully some of you will recognize this, like, there's a lot of times where you can feel like it's never going to be finished. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to, like, decide, okay, for all intents and purposes, like, this is done, at least for right now, and I'm going to be happy with it. Right. And, (laughs) and, like, there's, there's time, like, I had, I finished a painting a couple months ago, and it was actually one that I had... I previously did like in my high school art class but uh-huh. I always I always wanted to redo it because uh-huh. I did it in like this different it's called tempera paint if you know anything about tempera paint it's that one that smells really funny oh, no. in art no, class I've never done that, no. okay never we're, mind we're not that kind of art, art where, but like where are my artists at give me a comment <laughs> yeah, okay leave, leave, um, leave, leave that understanding day, if, if you know tempera paint you know it smells funny and it kind of makes the paper all wrinkly but I really loved this painting like I just love the subject matter and but I always wanted to redo it so I finally did it and I put it on my wall I was like yes it's done and now I keep looking at it sometimes I'm like I kind of wish I'd do that and I wish I did that and it's like oh it's a little bit different from what I originally did but when I look at it too it's still like no this is much more it's actually like much more of a representation of myself now like there's a lot of like fun colors and like a shiny bronze kind of paint and stuff it's just like and I think that's the kind of thing about creativity is like 
your ideas of euphoria and success or like completion really change over time and right. or they hopefully do mm-hmm. you know so you can kind of grab onto that but I think like the main point like of a euphoria is like completing something so right. even in dance it's like the satisfaction of having like a piece completed and um, it's been kind of interesting like for me like I used to do Irish step dancing so yeah, yeah. we did shows all the like we learned the same dances mm-hmm. so we'd practice them all the time and yeah. we had like a specific set list um, but there was always like that adrenaline rush right before and then like completing a show you get that real sense of euphoria yeah and then but then it's like looking to the next one right <laughs> you and, know? and that's when yeah like when like and I get like we get that like like it can't not exist it can't right? not exist <laughs> and I think but that's why it's like really important to like focus on the to like take joy in the journey Mm -hmm. because like that hard like all that hard work like it it can kind of get you into a place of complacency like I definitely felt that in my Irish step dancing like I can still do those dances probably with my eyes closed in my sleep like you know because they're so ingrained like not only in muscle memory but just like in my head yeah um I don't know if that's the same thing but anyways Uh (laughs) um but you know you can kind of get like that boredom from it Mm -hmm. if you're not like just doing it like you kind of can get into the habit like oh I just go and I do these dances yeah you go and and do these dances you have no more passion for them or they don't excite you anymore or it's like I still enjoy doing it but it's like it's not that exciting Mm -hmm. and but now like I listen to music and I'm doing like different kinds of dances and I don't know I find classes have been challenging sometimes because like it's not ever finished and you don't like get to practice it again yeah like I was so used to like practicing it again and like really honing in on that craft and now it's just like like every class is something different so that's like a new challenge and different kind of euphoria but like Mm -hmm. exciting right it's very exciting um so I think it's just kind of it's like taking those moments of excitement and like really using it for I guess for motivation and determination when you're having kind of those low slumps like that's Mm -hmm. how I'm trying to see it now is like like holding on to that feeling of like yes it feels so good when I like nail this class Mm -hmm. so it's much more important for me to practice outside of class and Mm -hmm. like get my mindset in the right place like Mm -hmm. have a clear intention for the class that I'm going to Um, so that I can feel a little bit more of that euphoria, but also just kind of, like, contentment with, like, ah, like, I did the hard work, like, I, I showed up to class, and I did the thing. Yeah, like, (laughs) I really admire, what I, why I admire you, Jenny, is that you're coming from a different art style, which is, um, Irish step dancing into Mm -hmm. urban dance, like, that's, I feel like that's that's completely out of your, your comfort zone. Oh, yeah, no, I, for years, I told myself I couldn't dance. Mm -hmm. like honestly right like that was like my narrative like I can't dance and then I was like oh no I can dance but I can't like really dance like I can do Irish step dancing but you know I probably talked about this before but like you you don't really bust that out in like Mm -hmm. Like, ciphers or stuff actually that might be kind of cool to bust that out in a cipher but (laughs) now 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 I'm seeing it differently but um especially like I didn't know what urban dance was until, like, about a year ago, but I always thought, like, I'm, like, 
I'm too awkward to do hip hop dances. Oh, right. yeah. Is how is how I viewed myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't have enough rhythm or that kind of thing. But really, it's looking at it differently, and I just. I just decided that I wanted to try, uh-huh. and now, like you said, it's become a habit. Like I just decided that I'm gonna do this thing, and now I'm doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. And, like I really like, cause like you're taking really hard classes, urban dance classes. Thank you. Yeah, cause like when I when I see those videos that you post oh, up, yeah. well, or or like those um when you go with like our teammates and yeah, with the team. and they post the videos because yeah, I don't, like, I'm not brave enough yet. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'll get there, but I'm not brave enough you yet. Get, get you'll, you'll get there. Get there. <laughs> It, I'm going at my own pace, guys. I'm going stepping, at my own pace. Yeah, because like, what's so interesting is that like those are some really intermediate slash hard um, um, urban dance classes mm-hmm. that, you're, that you're taking. Because like, what's really interesting is about like the urban dance community. Uh, there's not a lot of beginner classes there. Yeah. But like, for you to just to go in and take those really difficult classes and like kind of like get out of your comfort zone to really take like such an extremely challenging class is very admirable thank you you know and and you know be, be, being able to be able to adapt in those situations and like not be afraid to take you know those super challenging classes just for the sake of that oh my skill level is not there yet just really puts in the mindset of like you do want to grow because right. you're taking yeah. such a challenging course right, right, right. and what that challenging course will do to you even though it doesn't seem like that you're actually growing from it you're actually taking steps and parts where you you are growing from it like just a little bit at a time right like yeah like I think um, we just like you when you exceed your expectations of yourself just even a little bit like if you even if you fail you realize like yeah you're, you're gonna you're gonna grow and then you have to I think you were the one who told me this Alex it's not about like always looking to what you fail to do but looking how far you've come yeah, yeah. I, I remember yeah I told you that and in doing that practice like you're gonna find your whole like ability to maintain and stay euphoric in your dancing uh, much easier than doing the other part where it's just like oh, I keep I can't do this like I keep looking over here like that's you making that choice to being like you're saying like oh like you're failing and or like you're failing and it's like failure you're bad but it's like okay maybe right. I didn't make this here but I definitely like I'm looking back and I am seeing that it's getting cl- I'm getting closer I'm yeah. getting closer I'm getting closer I'm getting closer well Definitely. and there's so much to be said for like you said just taking that first step and even trying yeah like oh, trying man. putting in that effort to learn is such an important thing because it really like what I'm finding is that it proves to myself that I can you know like when you just get in your head and you have those thoughts of the theoretical it all like my my mean brain will always tell me no you can't do that you've never done that before so it's like well why would I be able to do it I've never done it before (laughs) you don't really know like you don't really know I don't really know so we're just gonna gonna try try. it and see I just imagine two Jennies talking inside her brain against each other there's way more than two but I appreciate (laughs) that yeah we're gonna dive into that soon enough (laughs) that's uh that's for another time okay wow but yeah what about you Cedric um how euphoria interacts with my art and creativity like yeah. i'll be honest like it, it's like it was a big driver for why i even did art like mm. why i even decided to dance as my thing mm-hmm. interesting yeah because it's like you know like i was chasing for a long time the feeling the validation mm. like i'll be honest this is embarrassing for me to say oh okay um, there was a point in my life where i was like it's like salsa 
or like I, I, I chase like um, like kind of hip hop and eventually end up in the urban community like yeah. a long time ago mm-hmm. but I was taking salsa classes um, and I was just like I was getting a lot of compliments like you know like oh you're very smooth or blah 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 whatever uh-huh. and I was like and the idea of what we do with our art and tells us about like where our place in the universe should be I don't know uh, why that like always what? happens it's like when you're like really good at something like yeah. I think people seek that out the idea that you are amazing at something like that's your place that's where you should be doing right like your purpose right and like the fitting of things and I was hearing that in salsa a lot mm-hmm. and then I didn't really acknowledge like hip hop as much I, I didn't really know how to pursue it I didn't know where to go I could have I, I would have probably figured it out but something else was already pulling me and why it's like why would I bother to try to chase that when this is already here like I, I'm that person like I realize like, yeah. like low bearing fruit is something that I'm like like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get it, and it's I'm just at, right there. And then without kind of focusing on the higher end goal, and so I chase that. And, I, and honestly, and then what happens is that I wrap around rationales around it mm, yeah. to keep that euphoria like justified. Mm-hmm. But then I decided, right, like only like about a year ago or two, yeah, a year ago, it's like there's a part of me that was never addressed, and it's not. I'm not feeling like my full self, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so I went back. But in doing so. Right, I had gotten used to a level of euphoria in dance, and I thought I would just translate. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how unconsciously it translated to all of my other dancing or to other mm-hmm. dancing. So when I didn't feel that anymore, mm-hmm. when I didn't feel good or confident, when I didn't feel like you know I was like getting like I wasn't feeling like it was fitting, I definitely let that you know dig deeper into me and think like you don't belong here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't. This is not where you fit. This is not your place. Right. And it like hurt me, like it hurt me a lot because I want it so bad to be my place. <laughs> and um, and so I had to step back and I had to realize, mm-mm, mm-mm, wow, not a single train person waved to Chino. Oh, I got one. Oh, okay. <laughs> at the very end, tail end. Fun Gosh. fact about Jenny, I like to wave at people like on escalators, just in random places, and see if anybody will wave back. Aww. I got one person on the train this time. Hey. Sorry, now back to Cedric. No, don't worry. Your regularly scheduled programming. (laughs) But it's just like, I just like, it would, it would be a main driver and like, like I didn't realize how much chasing euphoria was cultivating my passion. Mm. And then when I wasn't feeling euphoric, how much it was killing it. Mm. And it was like, Mm -hmm. and then I had to be like, okay, now you have to, like in urban dance, I have this thought in my head, like, and it's, I don't know if it's the same for other people, but I have to think dude, I have to really take care of myself here. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I can't just be a completely immersive. Like, sometimes it's like, it's shaking that thought of like, and I hear this all the time, like, you just gotta stop thinking, you just gotta do it and feel it. And yeah. I'm like, okay. But then, sometimes the action, when I finally do that, it, may, it, it does make sense to do it. Like, I understand that thought process. But like, there is a thought of me where it's like, yeah, I have to let go of myself. I have to let go of old ways in which I felt like, like how to chase euphoria. And like, no, this is a different kind of like euphoria. Like you have to really, you have to really take care of yourself. How, like how are you going to stay in this place and still be happy, mm-hmm. right? Like, and you have to make it. Like for me, that's a conscious effort. Because yeah. like if, if I tried to do this five years ago, I would have quit already. Uh-huh. Like it's like no, like this is like too much stress. Like I don't need to deal with it. But it's like this is important to me, and I'm going to struggle. And but understanding that struggle is like really for you is what I think is the most important and like in my art that's where it manifests the most because I care about it the most and it's just like 
like yeah something about like every time every time I go to class like the dance classes like I'm like is this the one where I completely hate myself? Oh. And I was like, is this the one where it's going to be too hard? Like, I, 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 but, you know, like, I have the, the, mental, the mental barrier of taking that first step in anything that is unfamiliar or something that you have perceived as something that you feel like can hurt you, mm-hmm. like, is something that's like, okay, like, it's really tough and that's the challenge. But once you do it and you put yourself out there, like I, I hope it gets easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it, it is, yeah. but it's also not getting as easier as I thought it was getting. Well, That's the other thing. Okay. I've also, I really like that quote. Like, it doesn't get easier, you get better. Right. And I think that one has really like hit for me with dance, where it's not necessary. I mean, like, yes, sometimes my like my movement is getting more defined, and I'm like, like technically learn you know like my body has never moved in this way so like I'm technically learning how to do these moves mm-hmm. um, but what's getting a lot better is my mindset about it and that's something um, I, would, I would say that's like 10 times more important at it, times so than, many it, than knowing doing it's well such an movement. important thing because like um, there's another quote it's your um, I forget it but it's essentially like your thoughts um, create your emotions your emotions create your actions and so on and so forth. That's a really deep one. It's really deep. I got to find it's it for next time, like what it actually is. But uh-huh. um, but it's one of the it's one of those things where, um, you know, if you tell yourself you can't, then you can't, you know, like yeah. your mind is a powerful thing. And if you if you believe that you can't do it, then mm-hmm. your mind's going to be like, oh, yeah, we can't do that. But if you start to tell yourself like, we're going to do this anyways, like, we can do this, then that's where you can really, like, start to make changes, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's a lot more important to, like, just do it that way. Definitely. You know, yeah. like, it's, it really is, like, wrapping, like, wrapping your head around it is that, is where you can, like, your body will follow. Definitely. And they say, they say that, too, with, um, you hear it a lot in fitness where it's mind over matter yeah you know it's like getting your head in the right space is so much like your mind can will stop you a thousand times before your body will actually give up kind of thing definitely so it's it's really getting you know it's training your mind to then like have your body do what you want it to do or or, you know and and that's where like i think the curiosity is really important it's like oh i've never like, if you haven't tried painting before, it's like, oh, I'm just going to give this a go. Definitely. Like, and that's where you get a lot more, I don't know, that's where I'm finding a lot more satisfaction in life. Where it's like, I've never tried this before, so, yeah, but like, why not? Let's why see not where have, it goes. Like, yeah, to me, yeah, like, that's just super important to do. Uh, oh, that's just super important to do. Just, like, to, uh, cultivating a mentality, like like you said, right? Like, it's your me. thoughts will create your feelings. So, in this case, right, if you want to cultivate euphoria, you have to think that you can. Like, yeah. yeah. You have to think about who you are. You have to think about what you can do to do that, and then you'll do it. Yeah. Like you'll be able to do it and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But what about you, Alex? Me? Yeah. Well, um... Get in uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was trying to avoid this question. But no, no. I was kidding. Not today. Not today. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's um, actually running out of the... He's running out right now. Well, like, well, well bye, Alex. Yeah, well, because, like, uh, I'll try to make this as concise as possible because, like, I'm, um, because, like, I got to head to work soon, but, like, oh. okay. but, the, but for me, the essence for me to, for Euphoria and my art, what I think was really interesting is that I was never attracted to the sense of 
you know, chasing, let's say, let's say, like engineering or or like being a lawyer or being a mathematician or or being any of those things. Mm -hmm. The the interesting thing was that I remember this one time when I was taking a class uh, in uh, Golden West College where we were reading uh, this um, book um, about. I don't know the name of this this Asian Asian girl who was a, a author, um, but she wrote I think it was something about Lucky Club or something the like that. Oh, the Joy Luck Club? Club. Yeah, the Joy um, Luck Club. That's um. Tan. Tan. Why am I? Why? Why? Okay. Amy. Amy. Okay, we know the title, so I'm gonna look it up. Meanwhile, I know the book. Continue. Well, I'll continue. Yeah, and she 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 wrote something that was really interesting, and she said. You know, a lot of Asian Amy Amy Tam Amy Tam Amy Tam, Amy Tam yeah. yeah, and like there was something like in the description uh, uh, while I was reading in one of the, the books that says you know a lot of Asian people like to go to the engineering route, like to go to the doctor route because that's what uh, people believe they were best at. Mm. And the interesting thing about Amy Tam is that she wanted to challenge that theory and go the other route and became a more a creative route, right. more being an author and everything like that. And She's we'll, a talented author. If you she, haven't read any of her stuff, yeah. And she that that resonated with me because, like, you know what? Like, I don't like being. I don't like. I mean, I can do math. Like, yeah, it's easy for me. Like, I can totally do it. But I think it's boring as hell. Mm. You know, it's I so wanted. Easy for him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like math. <laughs> but like, I decided to go to a different route because like, you know what, I, I, ch- I want to challenge myself and see mm. if, I, if, if, creates, if something creative is best for me, mm-hmm. you know? So like, because like, I was great at logic, I was great at, you know, math, I was great at, you know, those sort of scenarios. Like, I could have been a doctor, I could have been an engineer, but like, it, but like, I decided to choose something else. And that something else was... You know, first music. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. So I did music for a couple of years. That I loved a lot. I loved singing. I loved music. It was it was just a really a euphoric experience mm-hmm. for me because I just felt so much happiness just to be able to listen to music, to be able to create um, like the type of music that I wanted to create. And that's what what the interesting thing about it is that music kind of led me to to dance, to, mm. to taking classes at dance. And how that journey started was by taking class at at, at um, a guy named uh, Mitch Villarreal, who's also my dance director now hey. uh, with hey. our team. Hey, hey Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like that's that. That's what created my journey to from coming becoming from a musician to dance because there was so much joy I found in dance that I made a habit out of it, and that became my euphoric experience because um, music music had a had a deadline for me that because it wasn't something that I'd enjoyed anymore because uh, like I just started I realized I was writing stuff that just wasn't making me happy mm. in my music I was writing stuff that just made me realize that I just got sad over time right mm. even though it helped me create with my creative process and writing and everything like that I was emotionally not happy so I decided to switch it up to dance you know nice. and that's what really was the most um impactful thing in my life was be able to realize that hey I don't have to be this mm-hmm. I could be something else yeah you know it's it's almost like the interesting thing like who was that um that comedian movie star he I, I think he was at MTV and he, he and then he became a doctor do you guys remember that Kim oh, oh um, Ken Jong. he Ken was Jeong. a doctor first and oh then he was he a would, doctor first and, and now he's a comedian, comedian. And now yeah. he's a comedian 
And then the same thing with um, Will Smith. Like he he was a rapper at first, uh-huh. and then he mm-hmm. became um, yeah he became like a a TV star in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and then he wanted to go into a more serious role. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in I Am Legend. He was That's in, true. Yeah, he was in uh, I Robot. Right. Yeah. Yes. I Robot. Like, and, and and the interesting thing is for him to be transitioning from just from three different jobs is really impactful because you can always change what role you want to be you don't have to be this certain role for the rest of your life right and that's what's beautiful about it you know and that's what kind of motivated me as well for for going to dance because like you know what i want to pursue dance because it makes me happy Mm -hmm. there's a euphoric feeling from creating in this field and it's super challenging for me because like choreographies is a lot harder for me than um than than writing than Mm -hmm. writing music writing lyrics writing music uh, I said that twice. Why? Because <laughs> it's really important. Yes, yes. it's really important. <laughs> but like, but like, that's just what I wanted to challenge myself into is that choreography. What is this? What What is that? Like, and like, I have so many ideas that I want to create from, and just having that step by step process just to be part of the whole you know dance team experience and everything like that has been very 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 uh, euphoric for me because mm. it wasn't about me being lonely anymore with me just going on a lonely road okay. um, yeah. be, in music because like that wasn't right. making me happy because right. You're like realizing that about yourself exactly yeah. and then but like being able to influence people around me in the dance team and being able to help them what what skill set that I have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just been a very very valuable experience for me because like I feel like I was able to impact more people I'm mm-hmm. um, being around help and help out more people because we're all doing the same exact thing in a huge unified group right yeah. you know everybody's dancing but the interesting thing about it is that not only are we in a community setting everyone is individually different of how they dance yeah, yeah. you know and that's refreshing that's really nice you know so shout out outer class we <laughs> love you guys hey you know <laughs> it's 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 crazy because like we're all dancers we're all capable of doing the same thing but the interesting thing is that each of our styles or each of our ways of how are we interpersonally makes us uniquely different but yeah. when we come together as a group it's just massive it's just beautiful it's just explosive and yeah. i just love the living crap out of it and that's good you well know? and that's fun too because we like even more so than that we all come from different backgrounds and we've come to dance at different times and in different ways so uh-huh. it's like yeah. it's such a like for me it's such an enriching experience to have all these different people with like such diversified skills and talents and you know backgrounds and thoughts and processes all coming together like for one thing and it's just it's been really powerful yeah Yeah. definitely and like on that note just like just praising outer class I just really (laughs) like the idea that there's a place there's like a place for 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 difference you know for the idea of mixture and diversity yeah right because I think at a certain point right like you, you don't want it to be like as you're trying to culminate something, right? Like, yeah, like you kind of wash away diversity or discrepancy, yeah. and you just feel like intimidated. Like you, like that's what I like. I would be around like in certain classes, and like, like that person belongs here, and and then you would think I don't. Right. But and where I'm at now, it's just like this is a person, or these are people that embrace diversity, embrace like what I bring, the distinctions I bring, mm-hmm. and like we're trying to work together through it, and whatever it may be, and to work to build something, you know, massive and explosive, just like Alex said. Yeah, so, yeah. that's so, really awesome. Yeah, this is um, this is uh, 
the only time we have left. You know, any final words for you guys, Jenny? Um, thank you for listening. Okay. <laughs> that's, no, that's the main thing. I think it's like Cedric kind of mentioned before. Like, it's pretty awesome that like this brings me a sense of euphoria. Like, hey. I love talking with my friends and like, hopefully, like just putting it out there in the world is something that's really new to me. So. Having like just being able to do this and have a platform to do that, and you know whether like I'm doing this just for the joy of it. Like yeah. it's so much fun just being here talking with you guys. Like mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of like helping me like realize things. So hopefully like you guys get something out of it that are listening. But um, yeah, thanks for just providing this platform, and uh, I hope you find your euphoria if you're if you're yeah. looking for it. Yeah. Um. For me, it's very much like uh, I think one thing you have to do in order to find like your euphoria is really take the time to look into yourself and really understand who. Try to understand, ask those questions, and if you don't have a hard time asking those questions, talk to somebody about the things that you, how you are, and the things that do make you happy, and why they make you happy, and then understanding that course and pursuit. Don't don't behold yourself to a narrative that maybe doesn't make sense for you, and like. Mm-hmm. If you fail to get married by 31 or 32 or have kids by 35, you're not a failure in your life. Yeah, like, I, I actually, that's what I used to think about. I got to yeah. get married by 30. Right, so. like if you didn't go to a university or a certain type of college, you know, or yeah, sir, I'm sure that like there are expectations of you, but if you don't embrace like what you really, who you really are, then you're really just going to have a hard time being happy and trying to find euphoria. And you're chasing other pursuits or other versions of happiness that in the end, and I can tell you this for sure, like are not going to be what like you're not going to be okay with. You're not going to be happy with. And I see it all the time with people, like all the time. So really understand, like do your best, take that time, take the effort, have meaningful conversations when you can um, with yourself or with others, right, about what your pursuit of happiness is and euphoria is going to be like. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would just walk away with. You know? Yeah, take your time. Take Talk your time. Talk to us. We're here. And set your pace. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. If you have no one, you can always yeah communicate with us, and well, we're we're always down to listen to what you guys have to say or what mm-hmm. you guys might want to like let us know about. Yeah. And um, Alex, I was about to say what you were going to say, Cedric, but boom, I'm in your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll I'll take a different route with this one. Um, don't don't mope around thinking about so many things that you want to try mm. pick one and start yeah and start there pick one start there if you like it make a habit of it just do and you, and then passion will just come yeah you know some some people might find passion right away some people takes time mm-hmm. you know some people some people um, but actually I feel like that's most of us like we like passion just slowly like comes to you mm-hmm. or there's people that you know comes immediately I, mm-hmm. I kind of kind of de- depict passion in a way as a form of love right. you know when you're in a relationship no one well I, I feel like love at first sight is a myth in my opinion mm. now what I mean by that is that when you're in a relationship with someone it, it, it may take years it may take months or, or so on and so forth but it takes time yeah. You know, to to really realize how you love someone, mm-hmm. that you really actually love this person. That's that's what I believe. What passion can be like mm. for 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 all of us in a way. I know that's what it's like for me. Just take it, um, take one, pick one, and try it out. That's what I would want to say. Because right. if you just sit around 
and thinking about how many different things that you want to try out, you're not gonna you're not gonna pick one. You're just always gonna be in that same scenario and sit there, and and always be really really sad because you never got you never made a choice. So mm. so out of you know the five things that you want to do, whether it be like dancing, music, art, or maybe gaming or engineering or any of those things, pick one. Spend some time on it. See if you like it. If you like it, make a habit out of it. If you don't like it, step off of it. Move on to something else, and rinse and repeat. Shake. We're like we're definitely like nodding our heads. Yes. Like Jenny and yes. I are just nodding. Like, yes. 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 <laughs> like, Follow yeah. your curiosity and experiment. Yeah. Those are my actual final words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there you there you go. And yeah. that's that's just that's and hopefully right. I think all of those things put together right. Uh, we're hoping that it helps you to understand. You know, like. How you can you know get like an, an easier, a clearer path to like you know your happiness and what makes you feel euphoric and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All so. right. And um, so you can uh, follow us on our Instagram page. Uh, well, my Instagram right now is L three L A C K F R O S T Black Frost underscore Lee L E, and you can find that on Instagram. I'm at different underscore breed twenty three. If you want to follow me. And then, uh, if you're looking for me, uh, I am at p a p a underscore c e d d y eighty eight Papa Seti eighty eight. And again, like we look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, but also, thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. And so we look, you know, just you guys have been great. Uh, hopefully, we've been great. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Everybody's great. Yeah. But yeah. have a what? What I say? Like have a euphoric day? Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, have a euphoric day. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Take care. Bye. Take care, guys. Bye.